Listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and entertaining way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, standing in line at the store, surfing a wave, or baking banana bread. Oh, I love banana bread. <laughs> so I'm joined here in the global studio, first of all, by the man who, in his free time, likes to fight crime in space, Justin Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by our newest co-host, who is also here in sunny Barcelona, Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Not so sunny today, but hopefully tomorrow we'll have a bit more. Yeah. Actually, I heard this weekend it's supposed to rain mud. I don't know if that's how we'd even describe it in uh, in English, but dirty, dirty rain this weekend. Not the best. L luckily, we're not too tempted to go outside anyway. No, that's not the best news, but it's a, it's a good excuse to curl up watching movies and series on the sofa. So. And what do you mean by curl up? Ah, so when we say curl up, it's when we get comfortable on the sofa or in a nice chair, um, you know, in a in a nice kind of maybe fetal position or something with a with a blanket, all nice and warm, relaxed. Mm -hmm. Might curl up with a nice book as well, a hot chocolate. Yes, of course. So Andrea, you would say that kind of like during this time of confinement, you've kind of enjoyed being able to curl up and watch movies, series? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's really important to distinguish your weekdays from your weekends, especially if you're if you're not working or you're working from home. And so definitely on the weekends, I like to relax, um, curl up on the sofa watching movies, like even during the daytime as well because it's always quite nice to do that because um, you just feel like you're completely relaxing um, but during the during the weekdays I like to make sure I get in a lot of movement I think that's really important because we're well especially I am sat down for a lot of the day now and I feel like I feel really good when when I exercise and I feel like it releases endorphins as well and can really improve your mood couldn't agree more. You also have to work off all the popcorn that you're eating while you're curled up on the couch, right? Exactly, because <laughs> popcorn is definitely one of my favorite foods. Mr. V, what does work off mean in this case? In this case, if you're working off something, you're kind of getting rid of something that you ate. So you will generally work out to work off some extra calories. Yeah, one of the things about sitting down, like sitting at a desk all day long, is they say it's the new smoking, mm -hmm. which... What do they mean by that, Ethan? When they say it's like the no smoking, that means that it's like the thing that is kind of, unfortunately, leading to a lot of people dying. So it's kind of like, you know, before people thought that smoking was kind of cool, it was fashionable, but nowadays we kind of see it as something that is a death trap, maybe. It's something that will lead you to have a lot of problems later in life. Uh, and now they're saying the same because so many of us are very sedentary. I think this is especially said in the United States because... Uh, if I compare it maybe to a lot of European culture in Europe, you tend to uh, walk a lot more. Like you live in a city where usually you'll, you'll be walking more. In the United States, we're very, the spaces are bigger, so we're very dependent on our cars. So it's kind of like you you go from like waking up in the morning to go into your car, to go to work, to sit down at work. Then you come home, sitting down in your car again, and you sit in front of the TV. And so I think in the United States, this is especially a really big problem. 
I would say the same for the UK because life in Barcelona is very different. And whenever I go back to London, that's one thing again that I really am mindful of because uh, we're constantly at home or then getting in the car to go to another place. Whereas here in Barcelona, really, um, I'm walking everywhere or taking a bus or the metro, but I try and walk as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, what would you recommend to someone who maybe is feeling too sedentary during this time of confinement? I would just tell them to get up, move around, have a walk around their living room, do some stretches. If you're not even sure how to stretch or what to do, you know, there's so much out there now on social media. I feel like when we began this confinement, there was maybe too much information, but now like you can find what you're looking for, what's right for you. So just get up, do a bit of movement, a few stretches, and I'm sure it will help help your body, help you feel feel better as well. I've been getting out there every morning to run, actually. So <laughs> before people wake up, I get out in the world, run on the beach. So maybe you can get up before everybody. I don't know if that, there's laws against that, though, are there? Here, we're not allowed to uh, now. If, if you go running in Barcelona, I actually saw a video of someone get a uh, the police arresting a woman who is out jogging. So it's here it's not such a good idea. I don't know if you go out at 5.30 in the morning how much they're patrolling, but uh, generally we have to depend more on exercises that we can do indoors, like yoga maybe. Justin was the other day recommending a great app for doing yoga if you're stuck at home and you're feeling a little bit tight. That app was Down Dog. Why do you find yoga so important, Justin? Yoga is awesome because it, it really just opens your body up, opens all the, the energy channels. And I mean, for me, it just makes me feel on a completely different level, maybe 20% better. So it came to the point where I just realized like, okay, well, if I feel much better when I do yoga, why don't I just do it every day? Mm-hmm. Because I'm making, if I don't do it, I'm making the choice to feel worse ultimately. And I think exercise is kind of like that. If you think about it. Totally. You can choose to feel better. You can choose to feel worse. Do you do yoga, Andrea? I, I'm not at the moment. Occasionally I've dipped in and out of it. I, again, it's something I, I think is uh, fantastic to do as well, but I was before the confinement, I was taking Pilates reformer classes here. So what my uh, teacher has now done is obviously she's gone online as well. And we're doing like Pilates mat. So there's lots of different elements within it, but, uh, yoga, I dip in and out of when I really feel I just need to do that breath work and that stretching but it's it's quite tough as well I was really surprised when I when I took my first yoga class um just how difficult it is there's a lot of strength work in it too so it's a great all-round um exercise way of exercise for your physical body and and mentally too what does dip in mean ah so when you can't, when you're like in and out of something, so maybe you haven't been consistent with it, but you occasionally do it. It's not part of your routine. Sometimes we might say to dip your toe in when you're trying trying out something new, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. What does that expression come from, Justin? Uh, probably when you go to the water and the water's really cold and you don't know you don't know how cold it's going to be, so you go and you dip your toe in to see if you want to go swimming. Mm-hmm. You give it a try. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Ethan? Do you do yoga? I used to do yoga pretty religiously, like every every morning, like Justin does. But uh, I've been in the last maybe year or so, I've been focusing more on doing kind of uh, body strength workouts 
And usually I would run as well, but I kind of find already that combination. Usually when I do workouts, uh, there's, there's some different stretching or, or warm up exercises that I do before and then stretching that I do after. And I found with that, it kind of was able to replace the benefits of yoga for me. And I, I feel too, like, um, you have to be very careful doing yoga sometimes because if you aren't sure what you're doing in a certain position, you can also kind of like hurt yourself. So it's really good to have a, a teacher or to at least like go to some classes first uh, so that you can kind of get feedback from a teacher and then you'll know better what you have to do correctly when you're doing it at home. So I think it's just yoga requires respect. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so we're kind of already starting to dip our toes into today's topic, which we're basically going to be talking about coronavirus and global citizenship. So basically the idea of this is to kind of talk about having good values and kind of spending your energy and your focus in the right way during these hard times. So we're really excited to kind of have a little bit deeper conversation about this. But before we do, let's take a look at today's shout out. Oh uh, yeah. So Justin, who's our shout out this week? Who gave us a five star review? Okay, this is actually from an anonymous source. It says anonymous, but it's five stars on Stitcher. So we're going to go with it. It's a very nice review. Thank you, Real Life Host, for all the useful and entertaining resources you put at our disposal. I appreciate your real life method that makes me learn English in a funny, natural, and exciting way. Thank you for your generosity and sharing your personal experiences. Your show has a real impact on my English. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a shame that you're anonymous. We would love to actually give you some uh, thanks. Yeah, it's wonderful to hear what an impact um, the channel has had on your English. That's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. So what does it mean when they said all of the resources that you put at our disposal? To put something at our disposal means to make available for us. I wonder if that's something that they heard from us here on the podcast. It's a pretty good expression. So if you want to leave us a five-star review, then just head over to Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and leave us a nice message like this and we might just shout you out as well on the podcast. And Justin, why should people leave us a five-star review? If you leave us five-star reviews, it really inflates our egos. <laughs> makes us feel a lot better about ourselves and it, it increases our self-esteem. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that helps too, but really the most important thing is that it helps our podcast reach more people. It helps let iTunes and Stitcher know and other podcast applications that our podcast is worth listening to. So please go and do that. Do us a big favor. It's really helpful. We really appreciate that. And you might actually get a shout out. Awesome. So let's jump into today's quote. We actually have two quotes today. So Justin, what is the first quote? Well, the first quote is by an author. He's actually a spiritual teacher named Eckhart Tolle. He has a really great book called The Power of Now, which I highly recommend. Um, really life-changing book. But the quote is, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is a foundation for all abundance. So what exactly does that mean? There's some pretty complicated vocabulary there. I think it's all about gratitude. It's all about just recognizing what you have in your life and being very attentive to the things that you take for granted. What does take for granted mean, Mr. V? Take for granted is kind of when you think you're like entitled for something or you don't show thanks for something. So I think, for example, during this period, a lot of us have taken for granted the fact that, you know, anytime we want, we can go out. Uh, we can go out to different restaurants. We can go do all sorts of different activities and events and go running on the beach and all these things. And now we're kind of realizing that we should have been more grateful for those kind of things. It's, I think, making us just realize how important it is to be able to get out, to be around other people, to be social. So um 
certainly it's important to have a practice so you're not just taking things for granted and to really be conscious of all of the blessings that you have in your life. And that said, what's the second quote, Andrea? So the second quote is by Oprah Winfrey, and it's, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. So again, I think it's just another way of, of describing everything you guys have just spoken about, you know, really um, celebrating things, being positive, being grateful, and that way you'll just have more abundance. Totally. So that said, that being that we're speaking about abundance, about gratitude, let's jump into our main topic for the day. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So we're talking all about coronavirus and global citizenship today, as I mentioned before. But Justin, what does global citizenship have anything to do with the coronavirus? Or what does the coronavirus have anything to do with global citizenship? Oh, man, that's a really big question. <laughs> I think it, but it really goes to the heart of what we're doing at Real Life English in our mission to create or co-create World Beyond Borders. And so something like this really makes us all realize that we're all human, that we live in, in one interconnected planet and we don't always have that awareness. So developing countries, developed countries, everybody is in the same boat. So I think that really brings us back to the sense that, that we're all in this together. I shared with Andrea the other day an article about global citizenship that, um, that I'd written a few years ago, kind of was beginning when we first started Real Life English, something that really uh, helped me establish for myself that mission of, of creating a world beyond borders. There's this idea of the overview effect when astronauts first went to space in the 1960s, they thought they were going to, to the moon. So ultimately, they're, they're spending all these resources, the, the governments were spending all these resources to go out to space, thinking that the moon was the goal. But then when, when they went out into space, they're on their way, they flip back around, they look at the Earth, and this completely new perspective opened up. The first photograph ever taken of the Earth as one hanging ball in the middle of, of the vast blackness. So really looking at the planet as one, as one life form, ultimately, blue and green in the middle of the kind of the desert of space, it, it really brings us back to this idea that, that we live in a world that really doesn't have any borders. They're only concepts in our mind. We're really coming from the same, um, the same ball of life. So in a big sense, we all are one. So that's kind of this idea of global citizenship. And learning English helps fortify that, helps us bring that back to for us to really connect with people from all around the world, access new levels of information, of culture, and to, it's really in some sense, a doorway to a higher global version of ourselves. So in the same sense, so with coronavirus, it's, it's making us realize how vulnerable we are, how interconnected we are. And really it's, it's a time to remember that, that we need to solve this together. We have, we have big problems in the world that we need to really work together to solve. It's also that like, a virus like the coronavirus doesn't really care about borders so i mean that kind of also in a sense it's showing us just that you know we can put up all these theoretical walls and everything and we can try to separate ourselves and create all these differences but in the end we're kind of all susceptible to these things like viruses or global warming or any other issue like this that doesn't really care about these imaginary borders yeah, and in a way, it's like now that the, all the borders are pretty much closed and we don't have that uh, free free movement anymore, it kind of, again, brings us together even more, you know, knowing that we're doing this to get past this, you know, we have to work together in order to, 
to move forward with this and to to make sure that we are keeping each other safe and again i think that just makes us even more united in a sense totally i couldn't agree more i think especially kind of seeing for example in the fluency circle and in our global community of students from around the world seeing people kind of discuss it that everyone's going through this together and we're all kind of like having this similar experience and i think helping each other to kind of cope with the struggles that it is kind of being you know trapped inside of our homes and finding things to do like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast yeah it's really changing the world in a big way so i'm stepping back looking at what the coronavirus is doing to the world it's sort of accelerating a lot of change that's that was already happening, but I think from now it's going to happen in, in a much bigger way. For example, um, people that worked in physical places before, now they need to kind of move online. And, and we've been working online together. It's like Ethan lives in, you guys both live in another continent and we've been working together for quite a while. So it's interesting that that um, some of the things that, that we're doing at Real Life English as a company, I think it's, it's becoming more common around the world forced by this um, pandemic. Totally. I think it's kind of, I think it's really interesting just to see like everyone I know all of a sudden is having to work from home and like everyone is maybe struggling with it. I think a lot more than I find myself struggling with it because I'm already pretty used to this, but I think it's kind of interesting also that people are starting to see the benefits of just like, you know, being able to wake up in the morning and, and kind of having your routine, but then, you know, you don't have to jump in a car, go through traffic or anything like that. You know, you're just uh, working right from home, hopefully not in your pajamas, but <laughs> maybe if you're not having to do uh, video calls, you never know what people are doing. <laughs> it's also a really good opportunity for growth as well, because I guess many people that are having to work online now are learning new skills or, you know, just learning how to use technology for, for their work as well. Totally. I think it's definitely very revolutionary that a lot of people are having to kind of find all of these different tools and stuff that they can kind of use to have the same sort of productivity that they had working in person. I think that goes back to this accelerating kind of tendency that was already happening. So a lot of those physical schools are moving online. People are realizing like there's so many great options online. You can really improve yourself. So this is something obviously that, that we're doing with our courses, with our YouTube channel with this podcast. So really trying to help you uh, integrate this into your life in, in, in a global way. Totally. And I think for a lot of people too, they're kind of finding that they have all this extra time on their hands. So even people who are working still, who, who have had the, the fortune to still be able to work from home despite this, uh, that they are kind of finding themselves that they have like a bunch of extra time now that they don't have to commute and everything. So it's kind of like being able to fill that time. And then like, especially like Andrea was saying on the weekends, being able to kind of do things that kind of like break your routine. So you have some sort of sense that it's different than what you've been doing all week. And uh, actually Andrea the other day was explaining to me something really interesting that she does with her family. Do you want to tell people about that? Oh uh, yeah. So on Sundays, we have a family quiz night. We started it a few weeks ago and there's cousins um, and my aunt as well from all over the world, from America to Cyprus to London and Barcelona. And so we all connect and we have like five rounds of a quiz and there's always different things. It's just so much fun because, I mean, we never would have done this before. We, we never spoke as much as we do now. And we've all said as well, we have to make sure that we keep this up. 
once things go back to normal at least once a month because it's great to connect with each other in that way and it's it's a really fun thing to do totally i've kind of had like similar experiences that we had a graduation party for one of my cousins that unfortunately was canceled since no one can travel because uh, he was studying in, in New York and a lot of the family was going to go to New York for the graduation. So what we did instead was we had like a, a virtual party via Zoom. And although, you know, obviously it's not as exciting as like getting to go to New York and be at a party and everything, it still is kind of fun to get to connect with the family who like we never actually talk via video chat, at least at least I don't with my cousins, uh, uncles and aunts and stuff like that. So it's actually kind of funny how something like this can actually bring people like even family closer together. Definitely. That's awesome. How many people were at your guys' meetings, the family meetings? So in ours, there's about 12 of us. Yeah, I'd say maybe a similar number. I think some people were actually together physically, so it wasn't 12 different cubes mm -hmm. on the screen, but it was uh, maybe around 12 people or so. That's awesome. So I think it's this kind of time period is requiring people to be so creative because you obviously don't want to just waste away watching series or movies uh, or being a couch potato. <laughs> is that how you would say it, Andrea? Or would you say a couch potato? <laughs> no, we say the same. Couch, well, <laughs> couch potato. Yeah, potato, potato doesn't actually work, does it? Not tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one does. But uh, potato, yeah, I guess we say it the same way. So just explain that joke there. So you said potato, potato. What's the, the joke around that that's common? This actually came up last week because we were talking about IMDb and I said Rotten Tomatoes is another website kind of uh, where you can find out about reviews, about series and movies, which is very useful. And then Andrea stopped me and she, she pointed out the difference in pronunciation. So she wouldn't say Rotten Tomatoes, she would say. Rotten Tomatoes. So as you can see there, it doesn't quite translate to potato, which is rhymes with tomato, but apparently the pronunciation is still the same. So that's quite funny. But real quickly, Ethan, what, what does potato potato mean? So when somebody says, ah, potato potato. It means like it's two ways to kind of say the same thing. So it's kind of if someone's making an argument between two things that are very similar, you can say uh, potato potato, <laughs> kind of like it's the, the same thing. Uh, and we said couch potato, I don't think we actually explained that. So a couch potato is someone who's lazy. So if you say like someone's being a couch potato, you mean that they're being lazy. They're just sitting around all day, not doing anything. And I know some people who have kind of encountered the coronavirus and being confined and everything more in this way, that unfortunately they're not, they're not really cultivating a value of proactivity and like kind of finding things to do. But I find that kind of ironic at the same time, because you always hear people complaining that they don't have enough time. And now that they do have enough time, they're not doing all those things that they say they're going to do when they have enough time. So it's kind of like boils down to that the time obviously isn't the problem. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously a lack of desire rather than the time being the problem in those kinds of situations. And I would say the same thing to you English learners out there, whether you're listening to this in the coronavirus period or after, because if you're saying you don't have enough time to learn, well, download this podcast and listen to us while you're walking the dog, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, doing whatever. Totally. So I think that kind of one of the things that we wanted to discuss with this topic 
uh, kind of around what we're getting into is that you can kind of use this period as an opportunity to either be a couch potato or to like kind of cultivate good values and to learn new things. So I think one of the values that we talked about is proactivity. What is that, Justin? Proactivity is when you basically, you come up with solutions for yourself. It's the opposite of reactive. I think reactive people, they're only, it's like a pinball. Kind of you're only responding to the things that happen to you. But when you're proactive, you make things happen. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like also taking action before the action is even necessary. So someone who's proactive might kind of find ways to be helpful instead of like waiting for someone to ask them to help. And I think like a, another really important value that we kind of talked about with the quotes is gratitude. I've, uh, I've kind of liked hearing the comparison that this confinement, it's very much like being in prison. You know, people who are in prison, they're kind of stuck in one place. They're not allowed to leave. But the difference is that, you know, it's like being in prison, but we all have internet, we have TV, we have Netflix, we have podcasts that we can download, books we can read, we can take a course online, we can exercise. There's just like, the possibilities really are endless. So like, even if you're frustrated because you're stuck at home, it's like, what's something that you've always wanted to learn or what's something that you've always wanted to do? but you haven't really had the time. This is now the universe or this virus giving you the perfect opportunity to kind of take advantage of doing those things you've always wanted to do. Definitely. I, I read a quote a, a few weeks back and it was, you know, it was based on war. It was something like, you know, our, our grandfathers and um, our ancestors had to actually go and fight in a war. You're being asked to stay at home, you know, and just even that quite simple quote it just makes you think about it and realize just how lucky you truly are. While, while it's not great to be confined in your home, like you said, Ethan, we have all of these resources available to us. So there is so much that we can do and we can make use of the time. Like it really could be a lot worse. And I feel like, you know, you just need to have that positive spin on it to really be grateful for this time and use it as best as best you can. So going back to that, that theme of this podcast about global citizenship and really how does a global citizen act in these times? Because in some sense, you know, I think we're fortunate. Most people listening to this are probably fortunate enough to be in a situation where this hasn't impacted you in a hugely negative way. But I'm sure a lot of people in the world are facing tougher times financially because the economy is kind of it's in the shitter <laughs> what does that mean if something's in the shitter <laughs> do you guys say that in england andrea i am sure i don't know if we say it exactly that way but i'm sure <laughs> there's an ex a similar expression it's, so it's in the toilet basically mm -hmm. yeah would you say it's in the loo <laughs> no no i don't think i've heard it i'm trying to think what it is i can't think of that one off the top of my head i think we say it's gone to pot Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's gone to pot. It's gone to pot. Yeah. <laughs> That's our version of that expression. <laughs> so what would you kind of say to those people, Justin? I would say, I mean, to those people, to us fortunate people as well, I guess this is one of the areas that it's important to kind of have that balance. On the one hand, yes, stay at home. It's important. But on the other hand, it's important to recognize like there are impacts on this, economic impacts. For example, like I live in Brazil. And a much larger percentage of the population lives kind of close to that poverty line. So the, the economy shuts down and these people aren't making income. They're not making money. They're, they're, they don't have their jobs. So it's like, how do they eat? How do they get food on the table? They rely on charity a lot of times. So I think there are a lot of people out there that I've been inspired by. I mean, I, I haven't actually taken action 
Uh, maybe I should actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying the words right now, but they're, they're campaigns for people to, to feed the needy, to you know, gather groceries and, and deliver these, to, not just groceries, but like hand sanitizer and lots of other things to really help people that are in need. So I think that even though a lot of these people, maybe they don't know English, maybe maybe they don't think of themselves as global citizens, but that is to be a global citizen ultimately, to help people in your community and to be able to think globally about this. Totally. I think like even kind of small acts of kindness, whether that's that you have a neighbor who, you know, is maybe elderly or is who is older, who maybe can't go to the store themselves to like offer to, to buy them something and leave it on their doorstep or even something that I've seen here in Barcelona. And I think it, I've heard about it also now in other places is that at here at 8 p.m. every night, people will go out their windows and start clapping kind of just to show appreciation to people who are working in the, the medical industry and other areas of service like, you know, grocery workers or, you know, people who are working in cleaning and pharmacies and things like that because, you know, those people kind of really are on the front lines like battling this thing and we pretty much just have to stay home and stay safe, so. The first time we actually did that, Ethan, I felt really emotional because it was the first time that I saw my neighbors in a sense as well, because we have like an internal balcony. So um, we just had this this whole view of people coming out on the balconies or to their windows, clapping together. And I really felt part of a community, like even that knowing that it's not just me stuck in my home alone, um obviously I, i'm well i'm lucky not to be alone but you know just stuck in your home everyone is going through the same thing and i really felt that sense of unity doing that i think um i think that's something really positive that's that's happening here in barcelona yeah i absolutely love hearing that every night it's it's kind of like a a little bit of a silver lining that that we're all kind of like stuck in this situation but it kind of helps you to see the light at the end of the tunnel mr v you dropped two idioms there right i did so silver lining, that's something basically that comes from a saying that every cloud has its silver lining, which means that in every negative situation, every problem, there's some positive aspect to be had. And I think kind of like just what uh, Andrea was saying, that maybe the positive aspect here is like, okay, we're all separated, but at the same time, we're all together. And uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is kind of when you're in a dark period, the light at the end of the tunnel is kind of like being able to see that it's not going to go on forever. So is one of those, it, it's a very small thing that people are doing that kind of makes me, it's kind of a, I think corny and cliche, but it kind of makes me believe in humanity more. Corny? If you say something's corny, it's, how would you describe that? That it's uh, maybe doesn't sound- it's tacky. It's tacky, but that's probably also a hard word. It's maybe seems ingenuine. It's not, it's not so, heart deep and, and heartfelt, but I'm saying it sounds corny, but it's not. I mean, it's in a, in a sincere way. And we would say it sounds a bit cheesy. Do you guys use that? We do as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cheesy, corny, tacky. I mean, more or less the same thing, right? Pretty much. And I think in, there was a similar thing in Italy, like people playing guitars, playing instruments and stuff out their windows, right? Yeah, and actually I saw, I have a friend who is from Italy, but she lives here in Barcelona too. And she shared a video yesterday of lots of people in their balconies and they, they kind of made this contraption where they connected a, 
they connected a champagne glass to the end of it and from their balconies because it was one of those narrow streets from their balconies they were like cheersing each other and having a drink together which was really cool as well did you guys see that that video with a guy cheersing himself toasting himself in the mirror <laughs> yeah that one was cool hey andrea have you heard mr v have you heard that that nickname with him before no i haven't actually it was the first time could you explain it to me so Mr. V is Mr. Vocabulary because he is very good at describing vocabulary words. So this is his, his nickname on the podcast. Ah. Was it because of that or was it because I used a lot of expressions and difficult vocabulary? I think maybe it was both. Who knows? I don't really remember the origins of that at this point. It's, it's been so long. And I hadn't been called that either for like a really long time since we hadn't been doing the podcast. And now it's like made a, a very sudden revival. So we're going to have to get a nickname for you, Andrea. Oh, okay. That would be fun. <laughs> awesome. So I think that all of these kind of things we've talked about, hopefully if you're listening to this and if you're not already kind of using this situation that we're kind of forced to be in to, to learn things, to have a sense of positivity, hopefully, you know, if you're out there listening to this, you'll kind of take this as a call to action that even though it's not all going to be a, a bed of roses, that you will actually be able to find some positivity in it, be able to learn something new, be able to help a neighbor, be able to go out and clap for people who are out there battling the coronavirus, putting themselves at risk, or you know, just doing something to have fun, like having trivia night via Zoom with your family. And that said, is there any, any final words that either of you wanted to share before we wrap up this podcast? I'll just say that we're here for you too. So we returned to this podcast, so now Every week you're gonna be hearing from us. We're publishing three lessons a week on learning English TV series. And we're here to guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and speak English in the real world. So we're here for you. Aw, yeah. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, leave us a five-star review so we can help even more learners to make their learning convenient fun, natural during this time of confinement and difficult times. And we're looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Real Life English Podcast. Can I get a one, two, three, ah, yeah? One, two, three. Ah, yeah. yeah.